comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. listening to the walking dead tv podcast episode 209 for season eight episode one of the walking dead entitled mercy i am your host craig demanda join with me this evening mr aaron newerth hey yay a hundred or something we're doing yeah bye 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 it's a hundred i know that's a lot though i mean we think about that that's a lot of that's a lot of tv right i mean not many shows make it to a hundred it's pretty impressive yeah all right mr daryl taylor is with us this evening yeah. Hey, everybody. So, Daryl, we're back again. It's Monday night. You know what we're talking about, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about how great fear was, right? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> fear is over. Fear is... What? I'm sorry to tell you, fear is put to bed for right now. I thought now. we were going right? to do an after show, talking about how great the season was. No, you must have missed it. Last night, there was the 100th episode of The Walking Dead, and, you know... I don't oh, know, man. that show's back again? The, the guy with the beard, the guy with the bat, you know. Oh, I don't know. A, boy. Yeah, how are we going to make it without knowing if Nick is going to go off the edge now that Troy is I know, has? man. <laughs> how are we going to survive? Oh, together. Whatever. We'll get through it together. Uh, there's no hope, not without fear. Not without fear? There's no hope. What about Strand? Fear. What about Strand? Oh, man. More blood. More blood. See, for those of you who didn't stick with us during fear, you don't know what you missed, all right? You just don't know. Maybe one day you'll catch up. Yeah. We're also joined this evening by Mr. Russell Latham. I'm really disappointed because I busted my ass to catch up on Fear the Walking Dead thinking I'll come back this weekend and we can get <laughs> caught up and talk about all of it and the season as a whole. <laughs> And now you See? tell me we're talking. We're, we're not. See? We're not talking. For See, the you, you got to stay on point. You got to be up. You can't just like binge watch and catch up. Man. You got to. You got to be on it, man. You got to catch up with us. So you're telling me I, I could have waited another what eight weeks before I before I finished my binge? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Rest in, rest in peace, crazy dog, man. It was great, right? Oh, crazy dog made it though. He made oh, it, right? Oh, I thought he didn't make it. No. They, he they were heading north. They were heading yeah. north. He yeah, the, yeah. the the two Native Americans got out of there. Yeah, yeah, they made it this time. I didn't mean to spoil it. anything. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Oops. And Sorry, as you Jerry. can hear, Mr. Jim Dietz is with us as well. Jim? Hey, how you doing? Uh, what is Madison up to this week? Um, oh, wait. I- I'd like to pour a little <laughs> bit out of my uh, metaphorical 40 here for all the windows and doors that were shot in this episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Man, that's a lot whoever, of windows. I know. Whoever had like, the contract to make the windows for the sanctuary or whatever, yeah. made a lot of money off this episode. So a little bit a little bit for the windows. They were taking a page out of Die The glaciers. <laughs> they, yes, they did. Yes, they did. 
So guys, we, we did it. So a hundred episodes. Here we are. Um, I mean, we did, I, it. Of, we did it. We got through fear and thank you for all of us that for all of you that stuck with us through fear. That's um, right. And for those of you that are rejoining us now, like fear never happened. Okay, it's good. We're back then. All right, here we go, guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Russ. <laughs> and, and we're on to the actual show 100 episodes in there was a lot of hype about this one i had some major expectations about this one i think you know we'll see you know how it kind of played out i i think it was a little bit of a little bit of a letdown but not major <laughs> what did you guys oh. think i mean oh i found two cans on the floor and it's sorry and i was so happy about that it was great i loved it <laughs> Yeah, this is a great episode. It was hopeful. Okay, it was, it was fun. Everybody connected. It was like coming back from school. You know, everybody like came back from vacation, and everybody's catching up. So it's like summer friends. break is over now. Now when yeah, we're it's like catching up, so school's back. Meetups. There was so many like, there were so many scenes of people like getting together. It was the only thing missing was like a barbecue. Like, it was just so many, like, nights, like, everybody's talking. I like how the camera was panning around the, the area. And yeah, people yeah. that haven't gotten a chance to, like, groups that didn't meet yet, they got a chance to, like, kind of talk. And, and then they would focus on and go back to the leaders again. I kind of liked that. Like, that was a, that was a cool, uh, you know, I, um, thing, build up. I, I've watched this episode a couple times and then wrote my review, and the more I've been thinking about it, um, the more I realize I think this episode just kind of sucks. I, I was not a, not a big fan of it. Wow. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I've been trying to be like, well, there's good here, and there is, but wow. on the whole, for the 100th episode of this show, I thought it kind of sucked. I think it's kind of a big letdown. Well, I mean, the ratings have kind of dipped in the last season, and then... You know, Andrew Lincoln has been, you know, very vocal and saying, you know, the swagger and the mojo are back, you know. Right, this, right, you know, like right. The, I think in an interview he said, you know, it's his favorite season in a long time. It reminded him of the first part of the series. He's saying you know, all the things the fans want to hear. And I thought this was just incredibly average for a season premiere. I, I was happy that a lot of stuff happened and you yeah. know, stuff is moving around. A lot of montage work in this episode as well. It was but, a lot uh, of setup, though. I, I give you that. It was a and, lot, and of, setup. A lot yeah. of setup. Yeah, a lot of setup. It was it was a lot of setup. Maybe I'm just so... Listen, the reality might be I was just so fucking happy. Yeah. That know, it's fact like, well, that I just didn't give a damn. They could sit around just sitting at a table, <laughs> just talking about how rough sitting at the it's old been. Ch- Gabriel's church again, right? Just, just shooting the shooting the crap, right? I, I yeah, watched yeah. the show twice. I watched this episode twice, and I was just so happy just to have them come back and everybody's back again. <laughs> I'm not even. I did. My, I my really friends, my, my, my friends. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I did. I saw. I saw Brad Milo, you know, friend of the show, former you know host on the you know co-host on the show. Yeah, um, he, yeah. he put up a thing because he get he's he's on the he's on the East Coast or he's in, he's he's on the other he's on the a different time zone than I am. So he's not before me. And he put up a thing, and I try to avoid Facebook and Twitter when Walking Dead's on because people talk and stuff. But he put up a thing. It's like I don't like these Walking Dead episodes to try to be clever. And I put on my harumph pants. I'm like, okay, let's we'll see about this, Milo. Milo. And then, and then, you know, after after watching the show, I'm like, no, he's right. Like this episode, I think it's I think it's trying it's biting off more than it can chew here as far as what it's going for and its editing rhythms and a lot of the setup where it's like I like I, I'm not a I'm not against setup, but there's some stuff that literally doesn't pay off whatsoever. Like as far right. as a cohesive episode, like. May I ask we'll talk a about to the group. We'll talk, we'll talk about Carol, but like 
Yeah. If things just kind of happen, then never get followed up on again. It's well, like, well, right. can I ask one question? Do you think it would be, would have been better if they did a two hour premiere? This not is, like this. I'll tell you. Next I mean, week. a normal one, maybe. Like not this, not this artsy thing. Like I kind of wish I didn't watch The Talking Dead now because they explained away a lot of this stuff. Like like Nicotero was saying, he was paying homage to this and well, that's paying homage there's, to that. Yeah, and there's yeah, some, yeah, there's some Easter eggs that I think are actually pretty brilliant that we'll get to. But right, that but that doesn't make me like the episode more. It's still a dis- disjointed yeah, fucking episode. And, <laughs> right, and then the se- the second thing, Gimple was saying that oh well, you know, guys. Uh, episodes one through four they're gonna just just buckle your seatbelts. so he's kind of like, like teasing that you know that the first four okay so it's not just uh, a, it's not just a season opener it's gonna be a four season four episode arc where it's gonna uh, be action because you know he hates and I, I know this about game boy i know it he can't he just he loads giving the audience kind of what they want he loads mm-hmm. giving him these action pieces right. so when when you get it from him. He kind of tells you, you're going to get it. Here it comes. And then things are going to change. But so it's like, it's a four episode arc. I think this is the first act of four acts is what I think is really happening. That's why they didn't do a double episode to begin with. I think, I think they, they wanted to stretch this thing out over four weeks, which to be honest with you, I think we needed an explosive, I mean, explosive hundredth episode. Like you guys said, I think I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, even though I did enjoy it, I would not defend it when people say, it's it was not a much of an episode i i would totally i i agree with you it wasn't i just was falling into the nostalgia it cradled me into the nostalgia it fooled me let me ask you right. this. Like, right. would would everybody's opinion change if this wasn't episode 100 or or the first episode of the season right like you're my, saying like my, if this is episode opinion, 13 we'd be like a my, 4 out of 5 right or 5 out of 5 right i mean that's, I, th- oh. I i think if i think my opinion on the episode wouldn't change as far as well i just watched a show that has no real kind of arc to it just kind of sets up things and sits there and is occasionally satisfying as far as zombie action or whatnot but I think having it be the 100th episode just makes that kind of linger more in my mind of like, wow, not only is this kind of an unsatisfying episode, it's also the 100th episode of the show. <laughs> like, okay, that's, that seems like they dropped and the we, ball. And we've already had a ton of setup for them to like blow this much of this episode on even more. I kind of so, had a feeling he was going to do that. Maybe I'm getting, I'm getting the used to his thing. And, and I agree, though. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. The, okay. but just to jump in on the points you guys are making. The, the, the whole time jump thing for me, and I realize it's kind of an homage to something from the comic or whatever, mm-hmm. just didn't work for me. No. It did not no, work that for me. I didn't need. That, that yeah, was no, I'm with you. That and we've seen it before. It's not new yeah. either. We've seen it before in The Walking Dead. Yeah. And, they, well, and they've like, done it better before in The Walking Dead. This well, didn't like, even... Like, like when did the really. walk, when did the Walking Dead become lost? Is my question. Like what 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 is this happening now? Like I right, yeah, that was weird. I've seen the I've seen the I've seen the art scenes before as Walking Dead mm-hmm. and it's like I I don't tend to find it pretentious. I tend to find it overreaching. Perhaps I'm like this show's not at the level where it needs to be to have this kind of artistic oh. decision going on. Uh, no, but but this one it. it didn't because it feels like it's less about like surprising the watchers and more about interrupting what the readers of the comics kind of expect to happen. Cause we, right. those of us that have read this far, I'm not going to spoil anything. Those of us that have read this far in the, in the books, we have an idea of what the show's trying to do with this. And it's, it's like the show's like, well, you didn't see this version of that coming. So here it's like, so it's, it's a, it's an odd decision. Like I'm trying, I'm treading really lightly. Cause I, I mean, we, we, I, we can't talk about if it's, if this is a real thing, if this is a dream yeah. or what's going on, but there's, uh, you know, there is something that will happen that will make this make sense, obviously. Cause it's just, you know, the show's just hinting at something out there, right. but like, we know where that's going to be, but it's like, 
Well, that's was that entirely necessary, or is it just to kind of f- with the people that read the book? Like, I don't know. So my, for me, what made it worse was the double flashback or the yes, the, the, yeah. like if they, if they would have just done a bookend, right? Like at the very beginning, show right. old man Rick, and at the end, they want to do their thing. I would have been fine with that, but interspersing it with the weird. Uh, red-eyed, red-eyed Rick. Rick with the with the prism thing, like I, I was right. That to me was too much. Like that that's that's my biggest complaint about about the episode. I, I think I'm I have a very different opinion than you guys. I think I like this a lot more than than you, than you guys did. But but that part just kind of baffled me because it, it's like yeah. if you want to do a flash forward, a flash back, or flash sideways, or whatever it is you want to do, then do one and that's fine. But to layer another one in there just mm, seemed yeah. like yeah. Conf- one confusing, but two excessive. You Actually, can't it was like three, wasn't there? Because then we went back to the speech again at the yeah, end. The speech like, kept well, happening, which is yeah, like that, what? That was like, weird. Like, it's like a third time jump. No, like, like, you, yeah. you, you can't be like you can't be lost and a Terrence Malick film at the same time. It just doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. Like, wow. Yeah, when so, they threw the speech at the end, I was like, why are they, like, this doesn't make any there sense. There was four speeches. There which, about four speeches. Which was the same problem I had with the finale of last season, where Maggie's giving the whole speech. I'm like, I don't care, like, what you're saying, right? It's just not adding up. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn made the decision. It yeah, was just so Glenn cliched, made. right? It's like this Independence Day level speech. But she's pregnant, <laughs> man. She's pregnant. She's supposed to speechify. Speechify. We'll I do speech of we'll, a lot in the comics too. We'll get into it. Yeah. We'll get into it. But I did like the kind of the, the three way speech they're doing. It's like as if they've rehearsed it. Where like Rick's like, "I'm gonna say a few words here, yeah. and, then, and I'm Ezekiel who says words of majesty, and then Maggie talks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll pass it on. There was like a the, dumb the move. The Boys of the Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, there was a. Well, it's funny you guys say that. The sixth episode of the season, all the names have come out of the episodes, and I hope this doesn't spoil it for anybody. Sorry, Jerry. The sixth name of the episode, I'm sorry, sixth episode name is called The King, The Widow, and Rick. That's the name of the episode on on episode six. So Uh there you go. They're right there, standing up, making their speech. The fourth one's called Carl Dies, so, I mean, that's a weird choice. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed very. D- I mean, Gabriel makes such a dumb choice. That's the thing, also. That yeah, me. that that made zero sense. That was not the that was not the Gabriel that you built up. Uh, you know, last season. I thought he was going to shoot him. I thought he was going to shoot him through the windshield. That's what I was that's waiting for. Bit, that's right? what he made built up. To. He would not. <laughs> this, he would not do what he did. That's not. That's not what you built on. Say his a hell Mary, mother. This bullet yeah, coming right. for you, right? That's <laughs> right. That's what he would have did, and, he, and yell, "This is for Maggie" or something. You know, like <laughs> the Lord is with thee. <laughs> the Lord is with thee. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it did not make sense, but I know they wanted to put him in a situation where we're worried, right? But it just was—you could have made a better choice in putting him in that. How he got to that? Yep. Situation. Well, we'll get to it in a minute. I'm going to start reading. I got the uh, the whole synopsis right off the AMC website. So again, if I miss anything, please let me know. It's uh, it's pretty dry stuff, but it, it'll it'll do the job. Uh, let's see here. Light plays across Rick's face. Rick stands at the hilltop graves, lost in thought. So again, we're flashing between the his different scenes here, his flashbacks. Residents of Alexandria Hilltop and the Kingdom prepare for battle. At the sanctuary, a crossbow bolt pierces Dwight's motorcycle tire. He unrolls the note that's attached. It reads, tomorrow. Carol and Tara stand watch on a bridge. She's chewing some Twizzler or something there. Tara checks the time. They spot a herd of walkers in the distance and smile. 
this this stuff is working for like this stuff is like all right we're like doing like a like a Michael Mann type thing here, just cross headed between. Yeah, right? like, yeah, you can, yeah. The, the heist is about to go down. The caper is yeah, about to begin. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like I, I like the pairing of uh, Tara and Carol too. I think they, they, those characters make sense together. And she was cute too. She's like, oh, oh, close enough. Whatever. Like they didn't come exactly at the second when she. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Close enough. She's she's all right. Rick gives a rousing speech to the United Communities, reminding them that they're fighting for their futures for a bigger world. He vows to stop the saviors and kill just one man. Doesn't say Negan. Just says, he just says one man has to go. Maggie and Ezekiel echo Rick's sentiments. Dwight writes a response, secures the note to the bolt, and shoots it back towards Daryl, waiting outside the sanctuary. Making it the coolest thing that Dwight has ever done on this show. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good aim for him. Aim for yeah, it was. Him, right? He's missed uh, a lot yeah. of things over the past few seasons. Carol and Tara sit on the bridge and wait as the herd of walkers moves along the road below. Now we go to Rick sleeping in his bed, and we see that kind of like foggy, hazy, you know, you know something's a little different here. You're in some kind of flashback or in a different world. He's, uh, his beard is full and white. Flowers sit on a nearby table. We also see a cane, his cane leaning against the door jam. We see a cane. We don't know it's his uh, cane. Yes. A cane. Oh, <laughs> Later come to find out it's his cane. Uh, we hear music, and I think it's Weird Al Yankovic. Actually, no, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, another one rides the bus. Another one rides the bus. Yeah. Which yeah. Weird Al Yankovic. Okay, yes. <laughs> That's a pretty interesting choice there. Uh, hearing music, he wakes. Carl searches a gas station for fuel, and this is again, this is one of these artsy things where they had to take a lot of time to go frame by frame and match it to Darabont's. Like first episode, right? I mean, that, I mean, I know you said the secret know. word. Hold on, hey, hey, Darabont. That's what <laughs> <you're saying>. <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I win a prize for saying that? Okay. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but you might get a subpoena. I was just gonna say, yeah, you might get in trouble. <laughs> but I mean, they, they really they shot it exactly like almost just like the, the the. In fact, there was a thing on YouTube where they put it frame by frame to the original, and it was almost identical. He comes across a stranger who asks for help. Kind of. He's talking to himself, but also to Carl, it seems like. I don't know. It was kind of a weird thing. Carl raises his gun, but the man insists he just wants food. As Carl is considering his request, Rick appears and chases the man away with a gunshot above his head. Supposedly above his head. Rick Rick, Rick repeats the line, I shot above his head, Coral. Like he says that over and over again. (laughs) I'm so cool. I shot above his head. (laughs) I'm not a crazy killer, Coral. Coral. (laughs) Not today. I did Not pick today. up on the I, I as far as it being like the hundredth episode and the kind of Easter because they we'll talk about this I guess when they get to like talking dead stuff but like they talked a lot about like the different things they're doing to make this echo pressed moments in the show and this scene I did pick up a lot on it being like a a repeat of the first scene of the series it's still really random it's like let's have this scene of Carl and Rick bonding over you know not killing a guy and being you know good people or something but. It's like where the, where the writing room writing room says, okay, we'll we'll make a scene where Carl goes to a gas station. You know, it'd be pretty cool if Nicotero can frame, you know, shoot it frame for frame like it was the the original. Like, it, maybe it makes no sense. They just they just stuck it in there for the sake of sticking it in there. It, it did absolutely nothing to drive the story. Like, did he really need gas at that point? Was he out of fuel? I mean, I don't know. It just didn't, I, it didn't even didn't make sense. Well, they had all those cars. <laughs> I took it as they were just on fuel runs because they had all those vehicles that they needed. So they had to get as much gas as they could to make sure that they could get there and get back. Yeah, that's what it's I, I mean, yeah. logic, logically, I understand the point. You know why why a character would do this thing. That makes sense to me. It's just why is this in this episode beyond it being the hundredth episode? That's that's kind of where 
I was stumbling around with was like, okay, have a nice little Carl moment. That's nice, I guess. And yeah, but he's gonna get annoying with that. He's gonna get annoying with that hope thing. We're you know trying to bring save that dude or whatever it is they're trying to build or 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 whatever. Yeah, he's the next Glenn, huh? Is that? Uh... Yeah, it's kind of like because I, I get what your father's saying. Like he's already been infiltrated and betrayed countless times already. Like recently, like last week, they turned on us last week, right? The heapsters. Like, yeah, so it's like it, he's not, you know, talking out of out of school or anything. Like he's not saying something crazy to not trust this guy that you don't even know. Like you got to be careful. You do. You do have to be careful with that. So Daryl and Morgan. Yeah. Go, Jim. Go, Jim. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, I really hate Carl's line here. There's not gonna be enough, Dad. Enough what? Hope. Yeah. That oh, was like, I know. You know what I wanted him to say? I wanted him to say, Carl, shut the. What happened to the crazy killer, Carl? Like, when he just shot well, people for no reason. Been, like That's been kind of the... Pre- and I think I mentioned this before. Chandler Riggs is not the greatest actor. And I, I think uh, they've really vacillated between what they want Carl to be. Like, is he, like, a badass that's prag- more pragmatic than his father? Or is he a guy that really hopes things are going to work out? Like, it doesn't really want to decide on Carl. So it just kind of gives you random... That's Again, that's why this moment doesn't really register to me. It's like, okay, there's a random plot with Carl... And once again, he's not really a character. He's more of the writers need him to say this thing, so Rick has a thing in his head. Like I, it, that's just what it sticks out as. Yeah. That said, there is the 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 um the zombie girl that Rick finds like later on, like in the same mm-hmm. scene. That's the mm-hmm. same girl that he shoots in the face in the first episode. They brought her back to be a zombie. Wait, is that really? Her? Are you yes. serious? Yeah, oh, they, cast, know. they cast okay. they casted no, that the young when she was you know she's older you know she's older later. Yeah, right, okay, right, right. They, right. they cast her as the. As the girl, as the zombie. Which was yeah. interesting. I mean, it goes in that scene, people forget, but it kind of goes against zombie logic, the original show, where she stops and picks up the doll. Like, zombies don't do that, right? But yeah. it was cute for that first scene. Like, we didn't know any better at that point, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that was that. I, I had no idea that was her. That's pretty oh, there's cool. A, there's another great cameo coming up, but we'll get to it. Oh, let's go. Daryl and Morgan kill saviors at various lookout points. And I want to stop right there. I mean, Morgan is... Um, He's a killing machine right now, but look at his yeah. face. That, his face, every time he point. kills, is like he's just dying inside. Like he, uh-huh. He's doing it, but he just looks like he doesn't want to be doing it. Like he's just... Well, Morgan, you know how much force it takes to put a staff through someone's chest? Oh, my oh God. My a lot. Tell a us, lot. Jim. How much? How much does it take, Well, I mean, you, well, I mean, I mean when, you, when you see, like, in, like for instance, in, red, in hashtag Red Machete, I mean, the zombies, like, get cut, and, you know, their heads are like pinatas, and they're, like, made out of straw. But, like, you know, he did this to, like, a real-life living person. You know what I mean? And, like, you can get away with saying, oh, decay, they're all rotten away. So you could, but, like, that takes a lot of force. It's a really brutal, brutal thing. What yeah, I, what, just fitting in with that character and everything he's been through, it just like kind of blew my mind. What I did notice is that uh, Morgan didn't have his jar with him because he's out of f- to give. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. <laughs> yeah, there was field lice fellow. For he has no more. <laughs> I'm sorry, Craig. You're gonna have to add a lot of edits on this episode. <laughs> uh, I got it. I've only got uh, only got five so far. That's so bad. <laughs> One by one, they cross the targets off a list supplied by Dwight. And this was actually pretty cool. A little intel, you know, from Dwight. That's what he gave him, I guess. We didn't really see that conversation in the jail cell. We didn't know no. what he gave Rick's group. So I guess he gave really him all the all the forward lookouts of um, of the sanctuary. 
So that's pretty neat. In Alexandria, Rick and other community members mobilized for an attack on the sanctuary. Daryl joins Carol, Tara, and Morgan on the highway. Rick leaves Alexandria with a caravan of vehicles that have been retrofitted for the battle. I like this retrofit. They just put corrugated steel, pretty much welded it everywhere they could on, on the. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty. I liked it. Too. Pretty pretty badass. Uh, Kind of Thunderdome type of thing, you know. I, I liked it though. I was all over it. I'm like, all right, you do what you got to do, man. That's it. All this stuff is great. I agree with this. Like, I like all. <laughs> besides the random fast, the, even the flash forwards, I'm kind of with. I'm like, well, they're trying something. We'll see where it goes. It doesn't go anywhere. Um, but like for the most part, I'm sticking with. Like, okay, this is good. I like this. I like the cross cutting. When people don't talk too much, that tends to entertain me on this show because they're not that great at talking. So you know, it works. Rosita watches from her porch. Michonne and Carl stay behind. Very angrily, she watches her report. So yeah, I guess in real life, again, well, she she gave yeah she gave birth in real life, so that she had a, yeah. she needed her episode off. But what, what was, was she injured or something? I forget now. Why why was she staying behind? I don't I don't even get that. I did, think they still guys mad know? at her for that dumb move she did last. She tried to take out Negan. She's still in the doghouse. We're trying to kill Negan <laughs> I like think that. She's still in the doghouse. I think it's either. that, and she's probably not as inv- maybe. I I don't think she's very much included with the plan, or she I has think, some kind of objection yeah. to it. I, I thought she was stricken by a case of dramatic convenience. <laughs> oh, I saw that on her forehead. It was great. You're right. You're right. Because I know Michonne got pretty roughed up in the last episode of the last season. She was yeah, she was she near got death. jacked up. Yeah, yeah, she got jacked up. So I could see her healing up a little bit and Carl staying behind. And she made a little little thing to Carl. She's so like, you know, look, this is this is your. I, she said, I'll help you protect this place. And he's like, you'll help me. Like, and she goes, yep, you're in charge now. Like, where did that came from? Where did that come yeah, from? Is that? I don't know. They're trying to push know. Carl up, up up a notch or two. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, they are. As they watch the procession of vehicles, Michonne tells Carl this is his show. Like I said, Alexandria's safety is in his hands. En route to the sanctuary, Rick comes across a lone savior on watch. He stabs the man and sifts through his belongings. Um, The injured savior taunts Rick. And this is actually pretty cool. You don't really see him. You just hear him talking off screen. Like You just see Rick's face. And he's like, I remember you, man. You were crying. You were sobbing. You know, you told Negan you were his. You're going to pay for this, man. (laughs) Well, that was not a good idea because Rick then chops the tether holding the walker on the electrical post and leaves it to feast on the dying man. I did like Guys, which I like. I did like I that, like that. There, he didn't speak through that whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. He didn't say he didn't go shut up like he used to like, do, right? Like yeah. I I really appreciated <laughs> the fact that he he was unfazed by what this guy was saying. Yeah, he was focused. Yeah, he, he was mean, totally focused. It's not about me. I think that's because he kept throwing in that mantra, it's not about me. It's not about me. And I think that that was like supposed to hit home that the other Rick would have taken it personal, right? He would have got upset. He would have said something. But this Rick kind of, you know, he's focused. This is not, a, you know, this is we got something we got to get done for the future of the group. Guys, do, do you know who that tethered zombie was? No. no. Who, who was it? It's Buster. It's the original Buster. No way. Oh. Yes. Oh. yes. No way. It's, he Buster. looks totally different. He lost his suit. It's here. not supposed to be that zombie, but it's the same actor that played Buster. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Nice. No way. Oh, wow. We missed good old Buster in his, uh, his suit there in the city, right? Wow. And Rick didn't talk through his whole scene because he was saving a speechifying. <laughs> there's there's a lot couple of scenes down the road. Yeah, he's trying to figure out which, which time frame he was in, right? He didn't he didn't know? Right. Wow. That, how'd you know that? Because was that in the Talking Dead too? I must have missed that part of it. I must have fast forwarded through that, like the behind the scenes stuff. 
I was just reading a lot of the notes and the various articles I read about this episode. Okay. But it's Buster. He's back. That's very cool. The caravan arrives in a large field where members of all the three communities are waiting. Maggie insists on joining the initial phase of the fight despite being pregnant. Ezekiel offers to let Maggie see the kingdom's doctor, but Jesus assures him that they'll retrieve Dr. Carson, who was previously taken by the saviors. Rick vows to relinquish leadership and follow Maggie after the fight is over. After this, I'm going to follow you. That's it. He's, a, he's I love it. And we saw this in the, um, you know, in the previews and the sneak peeks and stuff. So the scene is not exactly new, but it was still good to watch again. Uh, Carol, Daryl, Morgan, and Tara wait on the highway until the herd arrives. Dream they vacate dream. the road in haste. Moments later, the SUV they parked on the exit ramp explodes. I do like the little time thing, right? Yeah. Is that when she thought she timed it just right? And she yeah, that's it? when she like. I love her down. little comments. I do, I do. Yeah. I, I love her little, I love her little one-liners uh, throughout the episode, which I, I was liking it from last season too. So it just continued. And she's she's pretty real to the actress and Masterson. She's like, dude, I was only supposed to be around like two episodes. Like she knew it. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's like, she gets apparently, it. I did something that they liked, and they kept me around. Like she talks like right. that. She's, she's pretty much right. Like you know, it was just surprising because she's, she's not yeah. good in those first two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight dispatches a large team of saviors to investigate the explosion. Daryl and Morgan rig a tripwire across a road. They join Carol and Tara on a pedestrian overpass. Rick's group guns down two sniper lookouts at the sanctuary. The caravan arrives at the front gate. Parking in formation to create a wall with the metal sheets retrofitted onto each vehicle. Maggie gives a signal and the group raises their guns toward the sky, shooting in unison. Neg- Negan steps out with his lieutenants. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is where things should get interesting. So this is where part of me was like, yeah. why wouldn't you just shoot him in the head and be done with it? They make a point of, I'm, and I, I. I know the answer to my question, but I'm I'm still going to ask the yeah, question. Yeah, you know. But he makes a point of saying this is all one man. This is all one man. You know, we got to get this one man. Right. And it's like you could have killed him right then and there. Um, I would have killed them all. Right. Really. I mean, yeah, I he could have t- obviously quick, could've taken them all out. Threw a grenade or something. Right. But I mean, yeah. obviously, if they if if it was all about Negan, he could have just capped him right there, wiped him out. And I'm yeah. Yeah. fired a rocket right there. Who cares? Something. I mean, just, and, yeah, take him out. And this whole sequence gets me back to the show being convenient. Like, when somebody needs right. to take a, uh, you know, a twenty two pistol from 300 yards and shoot a walker in the head because it's chasing them, they, they make it mm-hmm. with, with <laughs> extreme accuracy. But yet, when they're 17 feet away from somebody with an automatic machine gun, they can't seem to hit the back, you know, the broadside of a barn. So it's that stuff like that. Just like after a while, it's like okay, it's just like when you need them to make the headshot, they make the headshot, and you know when you right. need, just need them to like hit him in you know the gut or the leg or something, nobody can hit anybody. Mm-hmm. There's there's no, more of this right. coming to this scene because this is a long scene of nobody doing anything to stop yeah. the thing that we came to do. But I yeah, I, to, to, right. I want to argue. I want to or I want to say at least one thing about the build up to this. I do like that in a you know other episodes of this show would like really draw this out as far as like, we got to spend 90 minutes planning this and then we'll go. This episode's like down to business. It's like, all right, we got everything under control. 
Scott Gregory Gutierrez is like, I'm going to cross cut between all these people that already have their things in mind. We're going to go in media res, essentially, and just get things moving. And it does. Like, they, they get to Negan's compound in the first, you know, 20 minutes of this episode. It's like, right. okay, at least that happened. At least I'm not waiting, like, you know, it's about a 90-minute premiere and, like, the first 75 minutes are them talking about going to see Negan. Like, this is like, let's right. get there. If I, I'm not happy with how things play out from here, but, you know, it, it gets going pretty well early on. It's like one of the only things I really did like about this episode that stuck out for me is that a lot of stuff actually happened. Yeah, the yeah. chess pieces move more than just a couple plans. Yeah. The only question I had, and strategically, the, I mean, Rick's group had a really good strategy to, I mean, to wage this first segment of war against Negan, but why did they waste all those bullets? I mean, what, what's the we'll point? We'll get there, too. All right, so let's just keep I, going. I was about I to ask that, too, yeah. Like, they yeah. were so tight with the zombie herd and everything else, like, you know, but then they're just, just shooting in the air and well, the shooting with those stupid yeah, windows, like... Well, at least they have yeah. a guy that makes bullets for... Oh, wait, he's on the other team. <laughs> exactly, right, right. All right, so let's let's go on. Light, light plays across Rick's face, so again, we're seeing that with his little ready, <laughs> red eyes there. He, he looks up at the stained glass window, so we can see that's what that's causing that, that light to shimmer across his face. And then it's we cut... Yeah. Then we cut to a white bearded Rick who then gets out of bed and finds Michonne in the dining room of their Alexandria home. He walks over to her with his cane and Carl mm-hmm. joins him. And let me say black don't crack and they show that in this scene. <laughs> and that's what that's what she the said. Same too, age. She looks the same exact <laughs> Well it's only what, three as years? She does. Yeah, but Rick we, looks we don't like know. He's we don't know. We don't know that. Rick Judith is Rick looks like he yeah, Judith, Judith looks like, like she's about three, four. Judith looks yeah. like she's about to go to like advanced second grade over no, there. Three, she's... four years have passed for her, it looks like. Yeah, Judith is like Wait. six and she's like two years old now in the show. So it's four years. Yeah, but Rick looks like he's eight. Rick's had a r- Rick? rough four years then, yeah. man. He looks yeah, because he looks like he's about Santa to Claus, yeah. right? <laughs> like Moses over here. Yeah, yeah, he's like Moses, right? I was just thinking that. Yeah, he, he yeah. came off the mountain, right? It's it. These That's fifteen it commandments. Like. Oh, it's a different movie. I'm sorry. Wait a second. Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> These ten commandments. Rick tells Negan's lieutenants Dwight, Simon, Gavin, Regina, and Eugene. That he will let them live if they surrender, but the deal is only good now. That's it. He's giving him an ultimatum. However, no one accepts his offer. Wait, wait, wait. But, he, for, he forgets the name of Regina, which is funny. He's like, yeah, he uh, does. The, the, uh, what's her? You. <laughs> Regina. Yeah. You on the left. What's your name? <laughs> and I like how he tells Eugene, you're not, not going to do a little speech. We're not going to let you do that talking that you do. Shut him down. Shut him down. Yeah, try the. Exactly. Uh, You're not coming up on the megaphone anymore, right? What do you you think Eugene's doing at that point? Like, where where is his frame of mind at? Because I've I've been very curious about the Eugene character. He's living high on the hog, man. He's yeah, but I think it's embarrassment. Playing Yars Revenge. Yars Revenge. (laughs) He likes it. I mean, and he hate, and you could tell he's embarrassed by only because they see him liking it. Like he's a part of it. He can't. He can't fake allegiances or anything like he can't say that i'm only doing this so that he, he doesn't kill me type thing like they caught him like he had to just he's in he too just deep had, yeah, yeah he's, he's in too deep he just yeah. had to accept it that you're a part of this you're 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 contributing to this whole thing so you're caught the group on the overpass spots a walker nearing the tripwire <clears throat> Then we cut back to, to the sanctuary. Negan tells Rick that he lacks the numbers to win a fight against the saviors. At Negan's command, Simon brings Gregory outside. 
And then Gregory declares that the hilltop stands with Negan. (laughs) Gregory. And the punishment for fighting against the sanctuary is banishment for the offenders and their families. But Jesus shouts, the hilltop stands with Maggie. The... This scene is, it's so troubling for two reasons. The first is that Xander Berkeley is so great on this show, and Gregory is one of my favorite characters that it's, it's it's hard for me to dislike what's going on. But my main issue is Negan, who, like, we're supposed to be terrified of Negan, and he, like, he's you know, yeah, you wrote, you wrote this in your article. He's, yeah, he's always well, talking all of, you know, he's talking up. He does his Negan thing, right? He's supposed to be intimidating. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be a fear. You're supposed to be in fear of this guy. Like, that's how it, and it's like, so the second, like, I'm thinking, okay, Rick got up, got up to this point really easily and he could easily shoot Negan. So clearly there must be some play that Negan's going at if he's going to walk out in broad daylight and just stand and talk at Rick. And he yep. starts, you know, he builds that up. He's like, well, I got something in store for you. Apparently he's John Wayne now. Well, I got something in store for you, and you're not <laughs> right. going to know what it is. And it's like, okay, what does he got? Like, are all the saviors going to come out behind him? Are the trash people going to come up from the ground and grab him by the legs? <laughs> like, I don't, like, all these things are running through my mind of, like, what's possibly going to happen. And nope. it's like, here's the weasel guy that has no control over anything. Like, that was Negan's plan? That just does like, the saviors are so inconsistent. Like, last season, they're, like, these scheming guys that can come out at like whistle in the bushes and trap right. Rick they were everywhere room. they were everywhere right. drag yeah. him into the fog and have this whole elaborate scenario and nearly chop up and knew his like, people like knew how to knew how to get the knew how to make alliances with people behind his back yeah, form the double crosses this yeah. season he's like or this this episode Negan just like is an idiot like all his guys all his watchtowers are getting ambushed he is like he's stepping out right outside right in front of everybody where he can get easily shot and he has no plan except Here's one guy that's going to say something, and the entire community that's not all there is going to apparently listen to him and just hang out. Well, you know what? I, I really think that they felt they had to have the confrontation because probably it was the returning episode and it was the 100. They felt like they needed to have uh, Negan in it and be confronted, but I think it was a mistake to have them even reach Negan yet. Because like once you, got, they shouldn't have breached the barrier and he'd be inside hiding or something. Yeah, because once you do, I, I remember last season I said the one thing I worry about with knowing that Negan's going to be on the show as long for for quite a long time is if they keep doing the the thing where they get close to Negan and, and, and he gets away. He gets close to Negan and he gets away. Yeah, so he's in the every wrong time you do it, right? Every time you do that, you make when they almost win like that, you make Negan weaker. When you do that, you gotta you gotta earn that fight with Negan. It should be hard. Like that that battle should be like to the point where everything's spent when you finally get the Negan. But the point is they but they kind of want to use Negan. Like that's the that's the the problem. Like they feel like they want to keep Negan on these sh- on these episodes, but at the same time they want to have the you know they want him to reach Negan at least have some kind of confrontation with Negan. And I think that they should have waited. With and that. that's it's problematic because exactly what you're saying, Daryl. Or it's like I I want to I, w- I want to be intimidated by Negan. I know I've been very vocal about how Negan does nothing for me. As much as I like Jeffrey D. Morgan, he just it's not a, much of a character. He's just kind of like I like the one they use him less, or when they use him in 
different ways. Like when he went to Alexandria and just hung out for the day and made spaghetti and all that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like yeah. that was that, that's like that's a side of Negan I like seeing. That's something different mm-hmm. for me. But when he's just going to talk big, which is understandably a big part of the character, it needs to have some kind of repercussion to it. Like he has to actually deal out some sort of punishment or something. But this episode, like it's the premiere, and so it like wants to set up you know pe- the pieces and. Get it, get, get it, remind everybody where everybody's at and whatnot. It's like, well, you can't play dumb with us while also being artsy with these flashbacks and flash forwards and whatnot. You can't do both things. You can't, like, have the confidence to do this kind of abstract filmmaking, but also play very dumb with, well, Gregory's here. Here's a reminder. Also, Negan says things sometimes. Here's a reminder of that. And these people are good and these people are bad. Like, it's, it's going all over the place. And that, it's just that, that doesn't help me. That doesn't help me like this episode. So Simon pushes Gregory down the stairs after deciding he's no longer useful. And he kind of yells at him like, you told me you were in charge and your usefulness. And he just throws him down the stairs, <laughs> which is actually was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. On the road, the savior caravan trips the wire and sets off an explosion. Morgan had to save the day there by taking out a zombie, but uh, did a good job. Good scene. The explosion is heard at the sanctuary. Rick tells Negan's lieutenants to make up their minds. He begins firing when they don't respond, and he, he starts counting from 10, right? You're going to make me count? And he goes, what, 10, 9, 8, 7, and then just starts shooting at 7. He goes, he goes to great. 6, and yeah, he, he, he's, 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 the gun just starts unloading, <laughs> which is one of those like great commercial cuts that leads to absolutely nothing when you come back from commercials. <laughs> but hold on a second. It led to something very important. There was a very important commercial break, actually right about this time. <laughs> Folks, buckle your seatbelts. This is unexpected. We are now in a new mini-web series that Aaron is going to bring to you every week called Hashtag Red Machete. Aaron, yeah. would you please take it away? No sponsor, okay. though. Yeah, no, no sponsor. sponsor which okay, I was right. surprised, but this is Red Machete Part 1. Part and 1. So, part so they, one. Only played, they only played like 30 seconds of it on this. You, they, uh, you have to go to the Walking Dead site, and I posted right. it on the Facebook page. Uh, you can, it's like a full like three-minute video or something like that. And this, was, this is apparently the idea of this is to track the story of Rick's red machete that he had from where it came from to, I guess, where it's going to end up. It's a four-part, there are five, four or five parts. Gareth's eyeball, that's what's going to end up. Yeah, right? It's like four or five parts, I believe. And uh, it, I, I was so shocked by this, I, I didn't get a chance to take notes on it. I was like, like this little scrawny guy comes in, <laughs> he's, he's, he's picking up this machete, it, it's like it's still like in its packaging and then like a big old zombie comes out like a big guy and he like struggles to get the machete and, then he, and he like tries and fails to beat the you know kill the big zombie guy drops the machete on the ground and i think that's where it stops in the uh on tv on the show it shows a continuation where another guy comes up and like his family's there and he picks up the machete and he fights the guy and he kills him and then like all these others and he like he like kills him with the machete he like gets him with that machete because the machete you're gonna knock over some zombie brains over that um then like he and his family they're like running around they get out of the store that they're in like the the uh, hardware store and they're like an alley and a zombie's Zombies are chasing after they're popping out. It's like a, going into like a haunted house maze or something. Zombies are everywhere, and um, the guy he like kicks a zombie out of the way. The wife's right behind him, and then the daughter's behind him. But the daughter gets grabbed by a zombie, and she gets eaten by the zombies, and she's gone. It's sad. And then, but then you get like a glimpse of like her cutting, like because she gets grabbed by the hair, and that's the problem. So then you see a glimpse of the, of the machete cutting the hair to be like lesson learned. Like no, like, no don't have long hair in the zombie apocalypse. Dang. It was exciting stuff. So that was that was the extended version. I, I only saw the first thirty seconds. I didn't watch the whole YouTube uh, version afterwards. So you you got the the full coverage there, guys. Wow. I was, yeah. well, I was confused that 
the little girl got eaten, but then the little girl was getting her hair cut afterwards? Yeah, I wasn't quite sure either, Jim, honestly. I, I wasn't sure if it was like a flash forward to what could happen with this girl or a lesson as to... I, I don't know. <laughs> I got a There's a little montage scene where they show the canned goods like fading away over time, like in the oh, yeah, time lapse yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, then the scene where he cleanly splits a zombie's head from top to bottom mm-hmm. as if he were cutting like a cassava melon. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I thought it's worth checking out on YouTube, I guess. But. It's, yeah. Are they going to do one each, like each episode? Like they usually do, like like fight four sixty two and like hashtag passage. Is that what they're going to do, or this uh, is this I'm was special? Like, no. Okay. Well, as I said, it, it's either four or five parts, so that doesn't quite. Add. If it's four parts, I would assume it's probably every two weeks. That would probably make the most sense. Gotcha. Okay. 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 So they started on the show, and you can continue watching on AMC dot com. That's how they're yeah. doing it, right? Okay. Yeah. Which again, I posted the link on the Facebook page if you want to check it out. So there's no sponsor. So we used, you know, we're used to saying, you know, hashtag something like Live Moss or hashtag something else, and you know, the Uncarrier, right? Yeah. Hashtag so, Home Depot for Red Machete. It's more like, like Ace Hardware, though. It's your local hardware store, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Hashtag Ace Hardware. <laughs> Red Machete. So I, I haven't seen Rick wield that though in a while. Like I remember the last time he used it was with Gareth, right, and just tore him to pieces uh, from from Terminus. I don't really remember him still having it or using it in a long time. Do you guys remember that? I mean, I mean, he had it coming into, into, into the sank into uh, Alexandria, but I don't know. Not really? Maybe, maybe so he he's left. now on the hatchet mode. He's, he's in the hatchet. hatchet man. Yeah. yeah it's right. been so long. Maybe he left it there and that's going to be part of the story. You know? oh. I mean, Rick only cares about three things or four things in his life. His, uh, his Python, Coral, Judith and Michonne. So, I mean, you know, the rest of it, everything's up for grabs. That's great. Thank you, Aaron. That was awesome. Awesome <laughs> recap. Riveting. So Negan's crew runs for cover in different directions. Rick's group continues firing, blowing out the sanctuary windows. Again, that was the, the money shot, I guess, right? Blowing out all those 10 stories of windows. The herd approaches, drawn by the explosion. This is where the strategy finally comes to its fruition. Morgan and Tara get in a car, preparing to leave. Carol urges Daryl to be careful. A little hug there. Right. Rick's group continues to spray bullets at the sanctuary, then retreats to their cars for evacuation. So they're on a clock, like you said. It's kind of like, you know, everything is planned to the minute. They knew when that herd was going to be approaching, and they had to have to go. Rick, we have to go. We got to go. Like you know, it's it, they 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 even plowed down the chain link, kind of like the governor did a little bit well, back at the at the prison. Oh, the, uh, you know, uh, we yeah. did not talk about the herd. Where Daryl's like, you know, doing his cool thing of like, I'm shooting gas cans while yeah, I'm was pretty cycle. Cool. Like, yeah, you know, it's a, pre- it's a preview for AMC's ride with Daryl. Yeah, right. pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But, um, but that zombie herd, they're a really fast zombie herd, it seems like, aren't they? They, uh, they really uh, kept keeping up with the guy on the motorcycle. Well, I mean, it was timed. I think they were they were watching the fire, right? The fire is what was kind of keeping them going in the right direction. But I know what you're I, saying. Like he I, he was riding uh, full speed, right? He, he wasn't was, like, like chugging well, along. Yeah. I mean, cut back to like two seasons ago. Remember, like Daryl had to like ride like at five miles an hour just to get the zombie horde to keep coming after him. <laughs> this episode, it, you know, it took like five minutes. Like that's it, got a whole horde. So Daryl shoots a succession of explosive barrels while riding his motorcycle guiding the herd. Gabriel positions the RV in front of the sanctuary fence and then exits it as it slowly (laughs) continues to move forward. It's funny, he actually jumps out the back window. It's kind of funny. Rick uses um, an instant camera to snap a picture of the scene, which I didn't 
get that exactly. Maybe they just like for intelligence to see what they like, what they're yeah, left yeah, with he, over there. He gave a little wink and a smile, like he saw because he was go- he was shooting at Negan, who was trapped behind a piece of metal. For some reason, Negan needed to get. Negan was the one guy that had to get out of the the base and duck behind sheet metal while being shot at. It was very confusing, but he did this, and Rick was trying to shoot at him. And you know, then Gabriel's like, "It's not about you," and he take you know takes him away. But before that, Rick pulls out his camera. He's like. He was leaving, but he takes a snapshot and smiles. I think it's like I think it's like Negan's in some kind of like embarrassing position. And he just wants to keep like oh, the record definitely. of that or something. Yeah, it definitely like, was. It's a memento. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's weird. I thought it was it for weird. And to plan the next like phase two of the battle, like okay, this is what they're left with, and you know, I thought that's what I thought. But I mean, it'll I pay know. off. Like, I mean, it's not gonna that's not gonna go away. We'll just have to wait to see. What that's happens. the thing, though. Like when you when you show him embarrassed like that, Negan already. It's it's like it, it it really does weaken that character. It's like what is, I mean, are they going to do uh, Empire Strikes Back type of? Yeah, wait till he gets know, that episode. photo up on a uh, zombie Instagram. Everybody's going to see it. <laughs> you know, like like they're going to get that moment. Instagram on Zitter. I wonder if they're going to do that moment where they're going to hit hard back. You know, they're going to get them back again, and then you know, and then Rick will be in doubt. Well, yeah, it's just spy versus spy. Right? Yeah. Let's have hope. Like Carl said, let's have hope. Rick leaves as the herd closes in on the sanctuary. Gabriel gets in the car, ready to follow suit. Just then, he sees Gregory crying for help and runs to his aid. Again, this is what we were talking about this earlier. This is what I don't get. This is I not mean, happened. This is, I no. s- Gabriel, he does make stupid not decisions. Gabriel. Not Not anymore. This but is they're not- usually selfish decisions. They're not like... Yeah, Gabriel. This is consistent he, with Gabriel. He's he's still a man of God. Like he's maybe no, more. He's a man of God, but now Gabriel's kind of been at almost like they put him in a position to be the mystical one of the group, almost. You know, say these magic little things that Rick needs to hear. I mean, at the right time, but. He, yeah, as he was saying, he's the not Oracle. Gregory. He's the, uh, not, yeah. not, not helping Gregory. I don't, I, I don't see him doing that. Now, I see it with Gabriel. If it was a different character, I could agree with you. But yes. with Gabriel, I get it. Gabriel, I get it. It's like he sees a guy who's in need, regardless of him being a giant asshole. It's like, yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah, exactly. He's, he can relate to his own arc as far as If you put one of them other group, I, I would see it. I would feel better with that scene if you put maybe one of the other group members in de- jeopardy. Like one of the others got caught. One of the other saviors? He, no, 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 not the saviors. I'm talking about the, their team. When somebody oh. from their group gets caught and everybody has to go, he would go back and, and, and help that group. But for Gregory, it's just, it, I don't know. It's just well, cause, I mean, Gregory hasn't really done anything wrong to anybody yet. He hasn't killed anybody. He's sided with the guy who has the, you know, the bigger, the bigger gun. Um <laughs> Yeah, but it's uh, Negan, Negan made the joke himself thing. in the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, but I because I we talk about this with Gregory a lot. He's he's a I li- I like Gregory because he like sits in the middle. Like he's a guy. He's he's much like Eugene, except he's just not caught in the same situation where right. he's, well, he's out the guy of the that he, middle now. Though well, he's, he's out, out of the middle. middle. Well, yeah. he's chosen a side, but like right. I see why he's chosen Sensei. It's not out of, you know, it's not like he's trying to purposely kill Rick or anything. It's more of, I'm trying to choose the side that I get to live on and I can still, like, lead as. Like, it, it, I'm not arguing that he's a good person, but I, it makes sense what he's doing from his perspective. I, I can see why, and that's, and, but he's also not, he's not Simon. He's not sadistic in killing people. He hasn't done anything that's arguably worth dying over. He just made a choice in the situation between two people that want to kill each other. It's like, it's like, all right, if you're going to, re- if you're going to, tr- if, if Gabriel, a person who is also in between things, as far as being a coward versus now being on the side of good, 
he could relate to that. He could relate to like, here's a guy that's struggling to live. I'm going to go rescue that guy. I thought Gabriel was the most badass in that episode where they raided that satellite tower. Like he was actually yeah. saying, he was yeah. saying prayers as he assassinated a guy that was yes, on the grass. That's like that, that's the, that's, I'm, that's the Gabriel I want. The WWE the version of Gabriel. I, that, that's what I want. I don't, he you said know. the WWE. I don't think it went away. Gabriel. I don't think that went away. I, I thought it did. I thought he got, he kind of shed that skin. His house has many mansions. Yeah. My father's house is prepared for you. Blows him away. I'm like that's yeah. that's what I that's what I want, man. That's what I want. You know. I wanted to go into that character, but I, I, I know you're What's right. It's more badass than getting out of a truck, mowing down some zombies, and takes rescuing a guy before Jared to get back in that truck. Not allowed. Well, man, that was shooting him through the windshield. That's what I would have done. It's put a bullet yeah, right I'd through have his shot stomach. Him through the windshield. Mercy but, on your soul, son. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he just like becomes jewels in Pulp Fiction. That's, that's what I had. That's what needs to be. That's we needs to be exactly. <laughs> so Gregory is scared. The, the, the bullets are coming upon them, both him and and and. Father Gabriel, he just starts to get up and he maneuvers his way to Gabriel's car and drives off, abandoning Gabriel. He's like, yes. wait, stop. Wait. That's what he does. Oh, God. Fool me once, shame on you. He would stand behind a pregnant person not to get <laughs> shot. That's what he would do. <laughs> Carl returns to the gas station and leaves two cans of food with a note, sorry. The mysterious yeah. man watches him from the bushes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rick's group waits for Gabriel at their rendezvous point. Rick tells Daryl that Gabriel stayed behind to save him, but they can't wait for him any longer. Daryl signals the group to get back in their vehicles. They prepare to enact the next phase of their plan. I know. It was almost like Gabriel brought me back. You know, like he was saying, Gabriel, Gabriel brought me back when I was going after uh, Negan. He brought me out of it. Right. And it was right. like, oh, well, we got to go. Like, I thought they were going to, like, send somebody for him or, or whatever. And they're just like, ah. Plan's too big. It's plan's yeah. too big. they got to go. keep moving. Deuces. A small group yeah, a small group stands outside the fence of a Savior satellite station, which we saw the station before. This is one right. they, they raided and totally destroyed before. At least they took, right. killed everyone that's in it. Morgan asks Diane if she'll be able to hit the guards through the fence using her arrows. But she expresses doubt. So apparently there was some extra defenses put in since the last time they were there. It was a, mm-hmm. like a, I guess a double fence, and there was a lot of zombies in there acting as, as guards, but I don't know. Wouldn't they have scouted that? Every other like piece of this plan was meticulously scouted. Didn't they know that they'd have more zombies at this place? I don't really know where that came in, but... I don't know, but Daryl yeah. could do it. Yeah, that's true. At a, second, at a second Savior outpost, Daryl and Rick shoot a guard at an office mm-hmm. complex and enter the front gate. Carol and Ezekiel lead a group towards a third savior outpost. They gun down the saviors outside the industrial building. Walkers continue to flood into the sanctuary. Gabriel takes cover inside a trailer. We gotta back up. The the whole Carol and Morgan, like they, because like a, a savior comes out, he like throws like a smoke grenade at him, mm-hmm. and just like because then it like transitions to the last that last scene of Gabriel. But so it, we just kind of leave that there, like that. that that's another where it's yeah, I know come away. Yeah, and I know yeah, that, that was a wasted scene. Yeah, because it's like, you're not showing us anything. You're just showing yeah, it's, it's just yeah. setup stuff, and it's like, understandably, when you're reviewing TV, we're talking about it like in you know on a podcast, you have to think of the bigger picture. But it's like you can also got to tell a whole story, and it just feels like it doesn't do that here. That's like that's a lot of my issue with this episode. It just kind of throws things at you without wrap. Like even last year's 
premiere, which I you know wasn't a fan of, it feels like a, a whole complete circle as far as what Negan did, the bad right. things that happened, what where Rick and the gang are left at. Like it felt like that's an arc there, and you know that this may fly for like a random episode during the season, but this is the the season premiere, let alone the hundredth episode. It's like why do we have lingering strands all over the place? I just I don't really get it. All right. You said strand. We talking about fear again? Yeah, we're talking about fear. Yeah, fear of the Walking Dead this week. They they blow on the dam. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna torture the fans that didn't stay with us. Carol Ezekiel lead a group towards the third savior outpost. Like you said, they gun down the saviors. Uh, walkers continue to flood into the sanctuary. So we see that, that the plan has finally come to fruition. They knocked down this fence. They blew up the RV. They did all these things so that entire horde could could just take over the sanctuary, which actually is a pretty I mean, we've seen this kind of strategy before, but I don't think to this scale. This is a pretty big herd. They they took it from a long way away, and they and they guided it all the way to the sanctuary. So that was a pretty right. pretty good strategy there, using the walkers as weapons. Again, we've, it's not new, but it's still pretty cool to see it. Gabriel takes cover inside a trailer, only to find it already occupied by Negan. And he says, are you wearing your pants? And Gabriel's no. like, what? <laughs> what? Excuse me? Right. First of all, the whole concept of having pants that you're allowed to shit in does not fly with me. Second of all, uh, wasn't this the wasn't this the clip we saw out of context? I think it, it was sure was. Yeah, was. yeah, it was like the they trailer. already yeah. shot the load already. Like that was, uh, <laughs> this is right? I thought this was something they were gonna, you know, this would come up like in the middle of the season or something. Like it's right. already like it was the first season, first episode. Yeah. They already yeah. did it. Yeah, you know? and he got the good. Like, why would he be shitting? It, that's actually true. You could have shot him right there. I well, got that was the gun. Bad. Like, yeah, I, listen, man. I, I got the gun, mother effer. I didn't know if he was saying that because they were surrounded by a bajillion zombies. And that, like, I, I, I took it as not him saying that because he was in there with Negan. But because they were about to be completely surrounded and probably neither one of them getting out of it. Eh, mm. I I saw more as Negan trying to menace. Like he's like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll wait for I this. Saw. I'll wait for these zombies try to pass by. In the meantime, they didn't I do that one, well I, enough. I got one of Rick's people, so I can do right. something. And that's right. this is where I could agree with you, Daryl. As far as Gabriel maybe not being the right person here, because I don't have. I mean, as much as I like Gabriel, I don't have much attachment to him. Like it. it no. you know, so it's like this is like if Negan's. You know, if Negan, his latest threat after the, you know, the Gregory play of 2017, which we'll all, you know, really remember, uh, if his next play is, look, watch out, Rick, I got your preacher, it's like, whatever, like, I, we, we were almost going to kill him, like, four times before, so right. do what you want with him, like, that doesn't mean right. anything to me. If it, it only was, like, works Michonne, if it was, like, Carol or Michelle. Yeah, exactly, or... like, if it was someone that meant something, you know, right. like, that'd be a bit yeah. different issue. So um, I'm not going to say Gabriel's uh, character is probably marked for death this season, but I did see that Seth Gilliam is going to be signing autographs at a local convention here in Pittsburgh, and usually that doesn't happen unless they're dead from the show. Oh, he did. He did. They added him onto the credits. Okay. That definitely means he's dead. They added David Marcy on, too. right? For the fourth season, he was on for, what, the two bearded episodes? And that was about yeah. it, right? If he gets a flashback story or something, like if they do or some focus on him. he has a prominent speech that he gives. Yeah. He Remember did. when him and T-Dog used to drive those buses? Right. <laughs> oh, wait, exactly. so T-Dog was a member of his church? Oh, that's, that's awesome. A, it's it's that's that's, that's continuity that. right there, man. That he drove the orphanage kids to. Yeah, he was such a good guy. Took so him to Disneyland. Drove his, bu- that's, 
dude. That's mm-hmm. you just blew that's, my mind right there. It's, it's all that's like, that's a like retcon. That's retcon yeah. right there almost. That's like yeah. That's right. That's right. It's all connected, Russ. <laughs> it's all connected, Russ. That's right. <laughs> T Dog. And he was on last night on the, the Talking Dead too. I no, mean, he was. Yeah, he was there. He was like a game show host. He was giving away like Yeah, what else he gonna do? They, yeah, they had him at the audience. Know. He's wearing he's wearing this sparkly blazer and he's out there giving away like uh props or whatever to, to the audience members. Damn. He wasn't hawking his album. He wasn't hawking his album. <laughs> uh, Emily Kennedy Kennedy was hawking her album. Beth was oh. Oh man, well, she was she, there hawking. She's young and she needs to eat, so you know. <laughs> yeah, she definitely she can use a sandwich. Eat. Yeah, she can use she a sandwich. Judith runs up to a white bearded Rick in the kitchen. They walk to the porch and see people setting up a festival across the street. So this is again that little future, future mm-hmm. flash forward. Then we see lights dance on Rick's face again. That's what it says here. Rick concludes his speech to the unified community. So that's again the third, the third flashback. He concludes his speech to the unified communities. He urges them to fight for tomorrow, assuring them they've already won. The crowd cheers, and they're ready for battle, which just already happened. Right. The, um, the flash forwards, uh, the other, if we're, it's so weird to talk about these. Like, I, we don't really know what to make of them yet. The, the other thing is, like, it's shot with, like, a dream filter on it. It's, like, yeah. very, like, the saturation's yeah. really off base. The, yeah. the, con- the contrast is really purposely different. Like, it's really weird what they're trying to pull. And I, I just, obviously, there's a greater plan at play, but it's, like, why make this choice? Like, if you want to talk about ruining dramatic tension, if this is supposed to be a future, then we know Rick lives. We know a lot of people live <laughs> from yeah. this perspective. Like, it's, right. it's like, yeah. what is this adding to the show? Like, what, what, like, what? It could be that you know, interpreted that's it, that's his ideal that that's what he's fighting for. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the best way to look at it, I guess. If we're yeah, but would you dream. would you imagine you being crippled too? Yeah, like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, would you imagine? Yeah, that's crippled? the yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> uh, no major deaths at all this episode, by the way. No, <laughs> not even minor ones, really. I mean, no. nothing. Well, just just, just the henchmen, the guards, just the, the guardsmen, right? Guards. That's, yeah. yeah. That was really about it. Seems like an opportunity you could have killed, you know, Regina or somebody, but it's like nothing happens. None. Who is Regina? Is, is that is that a rot? Is that the one? What happened to that girl? A rot? Oh, she's dead. She got killed already. That's right. But, yeah, Michonne like shot her in the face. Or yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. So, okay. So this is a new rot. All right. Whatever. Anyway, before we get to our Buster ratings, a quick word from our sponsor, Russell. Would you do the honors? You're back with us, man. Can you can you give us some love, DCB service, or what? Uh, yeah, our sponsor for this episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast, as always, is DCB Service. That's Discount Comic Book Service, um, DCBService.com. Uh, it's getting towards the end of the month, so if you want to get your orders in, you still, by the time you hear this podcast, you'll have about, I would say, two a week, almost two weeks. Uh, they're really good about late orders, so if you're a few days past that uh, that November 1st deadline, don't sweat it. Uh, you can get it in, um, but... Uh, They've been a sponsor for the show for a very long time. We've all been customers, I, I believe, at one point or another of not of not just DCBService.com, but InStockTrades.com, their sister site, uh, where if you order $50 or more worth of material, you get free shipping. Um, and they pack their stuff way better than Amazon. So you're not going to get your hardcovers all dinged up and the corners all mashed. Um, you, you'll get it packed nice and tight. Um and everything shows up in fantastic shape. Their customer service is second to none. So if you have any problems at all or questions or concerns, uh, you can reach out to them and they are awesome with getting back to you and getting your, getting your answers that you need. Um, 
so yeah, check out DCBService.com. There are tons of Walking Dead stuff. Um, you know, the one, the good thing about Image um, and Robert Kirkman and The Walking Dead, uh, if you're into the the graphic novels, the trade paperbacks, the hardcovers, the um, compendiums, uh, they, they they never go out of print. Uh, they are constantly reprinting those. So you can always get them uh, either at DCBService.com or InStockTrades.com uh, if you want to get caught up, uh, especially with the new season. Uh, just kicking off. So we thank them for their support of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Excellent. Thank you, Russ. Appreciate that. So let's get to our first Buster ratings of this new season eight. Uh, let's see. Aaron, start with you, sir. <laughs> um, you know, last night I was at a three, but and uh, there's stuff here that I think works well. I mean, the, the I like a lot of the opening. Aside, you know, take out the cross-cutting with the flashbacks back, but, like, the cross-cutting of Rick and the gang setting up this plan that they have to attack Negan. Like, all that stuff's really good. But it's just once they get to Negan and there's, you know, 20 people all standing around with guns waiting to do something and they don't shoot Negan, <laughs> the one thing they're planning to do, it just, I don't get it. I don't understand what, the, beyond the fact that it's a TV show and they need to pad this out, you got to stage this differently. So it just, it kept bothering me. So I'm at two and a half busters. Like, I, I'm not. <laughs> we walked you back, episode. huh? We walked you back. We walked me back. Like, I, it's just like, there's so much good here and the potential's there. And there's little homages. Like, there's a lot of nice stuff, but you're not, you, you're not doing this right. Like, if, if you can't figure out some of these basic issues. All right. Daryl. Uh,. See, I I came into it so happy. And then, <laughs> I want you to be happy. Then, <laughs> you you you're the one you just have to deserve to be said, happy, right? Yeah, I, I I'm still happy about it. Like I still love Rick and Michonne are still in getting love together. And... I still yeah. love getting together and all that. I mean, they're gonna get. I'm I'm gonna give it a three, three yeah. out of five. I still think it's good. It was a good episode, mm. but I also get that it, it it not much if you really put it on paper there really wasn't a lot that went down uh, in this episode I, I do think that they rushed to get Negan in this and this is like the worst uh, this is the worst Negan episode ever for me so far <laughs> but the other stuff like just the, just them getting together and the preparing and the groups talking and all that kind of stuff and how they set that up I still loved it. Like it was a nice little reunion thing. I di- I really didn't think of it as a, a episode 100 though. It didn't even enter my mind that this was the 100th episode when I was watching it twice. Like it just because it didn't feel like it. it. It wasn't worth a lot in it to make you feel like this is a 100th episode. Like it it just wasn't there uh, for this. But it but it's just an episode episode and him coming back. It, it you know they played on your they played on your 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 enjoyment of the show already like if you were new coming in I don't know if you'd be that favorable about it but you know for people that have been watching the show for all these one hundredth episodes they play on it hard like they really do you know all the little moments with Maggie and bringing up the house and the farm and like they really do the harps on you to 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 really get you to be like remember what this group has gone through, you know, for all these episodes and stuff. And, and, and look at the swagger is back. Like even the Daryl scene, having him, you know, 
having his loner uh, uh, scene where he uh, never misses shooting any of the targets as he's on his motorcycle. Like, it's all cool. And you have to, man. Come on. That's you got to give him his moment. Yeah, like, he, yeah, got come his, on. he got his moment. Like, it, it was a cool thing, you know. And crazy Rick, you know. Like, Love you know, it. Cr- crazy focus Rick was here, you know. So all that stuff is here. So I, I'll stick with the three, three out of five. Well, you guys are still ahead of Brad Milo. Uh, <laughs> Russ, how about you, Russ? Uh, I, I'm probably the most generous. I'm going to give it three seven five. I, I really, I just really enjoyed them sticking it to Negan, like to to going, you know, the way they planned it out, the way that they're kind of all gelling as a as a crew, as a team, as a family. Uh, they're you know they're all kind of finally past the you know being separate. Uh, you know, separate groups, but, but coming together. And then just the way that they, you know, outfitted the cars and they, you know, time, you know, again, the way they timed everything and moving the herd in, um, you, you know, the, the, the biggest problems I had were just the stuff that we've, you know, already talked about is the flash forward flashback stuff, which I think just kind of slowed things down a bit. Uh, and the stuff with, with Gabriel, Gabriel at the end, but I, I just, I really like the, you know, just where it's going. I think this is going to set things up to where we're just going to see a lot of back and forth where, you know, the, the Rick's crew are going to, you know, they won this one and I'm sure Negan's going to regroup and find the trash people and, uh, they'll, they'll get together and they'll probably, you know, one up Rick's group. And, you know, we're just going to see, see stuff actually happening instead of, uh, you know, just a lot of talk and, you know, Rick crying and cowering in the corner. I think, I like I like that he's taking charge and that these groups are going to start to head, you know just face off with one each other one another. So if this uh, if this plays like last year, then next week will be one of the best episodes of the show ever. So uh, I have that going for me. Yeah, that's where they met Ezekiel for the first time, sure. which I think was a brilliant episode. So. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens next week in conjunction with this episode. Because I don't put a whole lot like episode 100, episode 50, episode two, you know, whatever. Like to me, it's just another episode. Yeah. I don't, I don't get too hung up on that. Uh, but depending on how that episode plays out, I'll be curious to see if maybe they wouldn't have done better making the premiere just like a double episode premiere. Um, and and especially if there's some balance to it, if it if it if it addresses some of the like the complaints that we've had about this episode if they're either less pre- prevalent in the next episode or there's some balance to to what we saw then i think maybe they they should have you know just doubled up on on the first week but i guess we'll see but then they couldn't have had a 2 hour talking dead episode so you know right cuz it would be too late for them yeah. right exactly yeah. it's, <laughs> stretch that it's one out weird right like they got the 2 hour walking dead they had like the specials beforehand like which we need to talk about by the way uh, right, but like they right. had like they had like you know like 5 hours of filler content around the premiere and it's like I, I like that they're making an event out of it. Like that's fun, and that gets fans excited and whatnot. And like I'm, I'm more than willing to be like super happy that everyone's excited about this. But it's just the delivery. It's like it does feel weird that it's just like an hour long premiere that feels just like an episode that comes in kind of midway yeah. through the season. Like, yeah, I think I, I, yeah, that's a good point. Is is all the pomp and circumstance around it, uh, and then it, you know, in in relation to some real, you know, you you compare this to the real high points of the series, uh, you know the this you know i wouldn't say this is top 10 or probably even top 15 episode uh, of of the series you know by any stretch um and and so you know again when you surround it with all that pomp and circumstance it does kind of cast a different light on it so 
Well, AMC is the one that's been pumping it up the hundred thing. I don't think it's us. No, like, they're true. the one that had the hundredth yeah, episode. No, the the hundredth episode. Oh, it's know? mainly Craig. I mean, that's really what that's, yeah, that's it. true. <laughs> I've, been, I've been pushing it. Yeah, that's right. You're right. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really saying? curious to see what we see next week. Jim Dietz. Craig's just uh, happy because now we can go into syndication with the podcast. Um, <laughs> I get now that we're at 100 episodes. I like that. I like that. Yeah, um, actually, I, 208. I give it a 3 out of 5, and I'm being generous with that. I just, you remember that scene in Austin Powers where, um, you know, Scott Evil's like, give me a gun. I'll kill him yeah. for you right now. Yeah. You know, and he's like, no, we need to leave him <laughs> with the sharks with the friggin' lasers. That's all I can think of during that scene with Negan. It's just like, just shoot him. He's right there. All his dudes are right there. Take him out. End of story, you know. This was really... And the other... I mean, you guys touched on a lot of the other problems with the episode. The the the, the flash-forward dream sequence, whatever it was, parts totally didn't work for me at all. Um, I, know, I, I know, like I said, I know it's a reference to something from the comic, but it just didn't work for me in this, in this milieu at all for me. So uh, I give it a 3 out of 5. Well, I, I'm going to be the optimistic one, and, and I love the action, and I'm a sucker for it. So I'm going to give this a four out of five busters for me. Uh, yes, the episode had problems. Yes, they overhyped the 100th episode. So, But some things they did right, and I kind of outlined a few of them. I mean, Carol is back. She's not so depressed anymore. Uh, Morgan is a Terminator now. I mean, these are these are good things. All right, Rick is crazy. Rick, like you guys said, which I'm I'm a sucker for that. All right, I want to see him just be he's crazy. crazy. He's he's good, Rick. He's like he's like put, well balanced. Put, yes, he's angry, forward, focused, Rick. focused. I'm going to kill everybody, kind of Rick. Which I like that. that that's the, that's exactly how I want my Rick. Just just like he is right now. So just just keep it going. Um, I, I I do genuinely appreciate the action. I know they they tease us with it sometimes. There was a lot that happened in here, a lot of strategy, battles. I mean, it, it was it was interesting. I thought it was a really good episode. I think it's a piece of a larger pie. Now that I heard Gimple, I'm like, yeah, okay. This is like seems like Act One of a like a four act play. I think is what they're what they're kind of going for here this year. So they got a little artsy with it. We already went through all that part of it, so that that's it. Some things they could have done differently, I think, to make this a bigger episode 100, maybe bring back some of the older characters, like bring back Bernthal for a flashback or bring back Herschel for a flashback. I think they could have done some things to make it a little bit bigger. If they're going to do flashback stuff, you know, they could have, um, like you said, a major death, but we've already been down that road before. I mean, they could have done something to make it more memorable as an episode 100. I mean, it just it's just kind of like, all right, we're, we're just getting started here. The war's beginning. It's not exactly done yet. Um you know, it had its problems, but I, I, I'm respected for what it is. I'm happy we're here. I'm happy the gang is back together. Like Daryl said, you know, we're all, everyone's where they're supposed to be right now. Mentally, physically, they're all together. Four busters for me. But who cares what we have to say? We have an amazing Facebook group. Uh, you can leave your very own Buster ratings for The Walking Dead or Toby ratings for Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, you get to have them read by the one and only Jim Dietz. Mm. So uh, quite a few this week, Jim. I hope you got your 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 right. sucrets there and a little bottle of water because you have you have quite a bit of reading here ahead of you. But uh, a lot of fan reactions. So Jim, would you would you have at it? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of out of practice after all those few of the Walking Dead comment. Uh, yeah, you get it off not, easy, right? Yeah, yeah I was I was uh, slacking. Uh, Dre Irvin was the first to write in five busters. I'm just so glad to have the Walking Dead proper back. Hashtag screw Gregory. Uh, Susan Monk replied. <laughs> GFY Gregory, no doubt he's the he's the guy we love to hate, right? 
Robert, Robert Nigro, three out of five eerie flash forwards. Is Rick just imagining he lives long into the future, or does he, quote, live actually? <laughs> Please stop. No. Oh, my, my ribs have been tickled. No. Um, like, how many little does it take to the to the center of a Tootsie Pop the world may never know. I gave this bus to review about as much effort as they seem to put in this episode, that is to say, a maddening that all those people with guns pointed at Negan didn't just shoot him, it would get chilly eventually, and they'll want the resulting dryness and dampness. Oh, wait. Instead, they wasted their ammo shooting out the sanctuary's windows, because why? It'll get chilly eventually, and they'll want the resulting drafts and dampness to force the saviors to have to put on sweaters? How inconvenient for them. That will really teach them a lesson. Yeah, they got that big furnace in there, too. That won't keep them warm. <laughs> uh, uh, Michelle of that People's 4.5. Welcome back, badass Rick Grimes out of 5. Admittedly, it was a disjointed episode, and there were more than a few plot holes and convenient plot devices. But overall, it was a fun episode, and glad to see our heroes, heroes taking the fight to Negan. Uh, Cheryl Morse Goodman, 3 out of 5 biblical beards. Not impressed. Actually had to leave the room during the umpteen's rah-rah speech. And didn't Rick just want to kill Negan? A, he could have with a single shot from 40 feet away. And B, I'm pretty sure there are women and children inside the sanctuary. Now zombie food. Um, yeah, it seems to be a recurring theme here. Uh, Mike Jones, 3 out of 5 Mad Max cars. It seemed way too easy for Team Rick to just roll right up to Negan's front door. The saviors were made to look like buffoons, but obviously they were a force. I didn't get the lost like flashback uh, fo- flash forwards either. Not the premiere I was hoping for. Uh, this is among 2.25 codependent abusive relationships with, with The Walking Dead out of five. Ouch. Um, <laughs> maybe I watched too many of the preseason specials and believed the hype that would make The Walking Dead great again. Nope. Even though they're starting the war with Negan Saviors, it all seemed to drag and disappoint me. I'm sorry it didn't work this time, but I will keep listening to the podcast. Well, thanks, Susan. Thank you. Uh, uh, Chuck Mass 3, I have nothing clever to say here out of five. Uh, honest. Uh, season premiere, 100th episode, <laughs> kind of expecting a little better here. Didn't hate it, but by the end, I was like, that's it? Uh, the episode felt incomplete. I'm a reader of the comics, yet hoping those lost-style flash-forwards are just dreams, and not actual flash-forwards. If they are, they're giving too much away. Brad Mott, Milio? Milio? Milio. 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 I'm still confused on this first name. Is it Braid? Braid. I don't know. <laughs> Braid? It's very I know he is from Texas, so, yeah. you know, you just... Uh, yeah. Who knows? You never know. Yeah, well, maybe you should spell it bigger next time. <laughs> Brad, you're welcome to come on and defend yourself, Brad. Okay, just, just saying. <laughs> hey, I agreed with him about the episode. So. Uh, Brad gives it two busters. I don't care for the episodes that try to be clever. <laughs> and that threw that's you off. Brad that pissed Milo you off. Thing I've ever heard. Brad. That Milo is the most exactly. That's what I thought too. That is the most Brad Milo thing he could have possibly said. <laughs> it's <laughs> like I saw. I saw that like four hours before I watched the show, and I'm like, oh, we'll see about this. <laughs> As if like he's gonna get the better of him. And then it's true. like, nope, he's, he's exactly right. <laughs> you shook your fist at the sky. Gosh, I did. Milo. He's like, I got a, <laughs> I got my own podcast to record, but after that, we'll see about this, Milo. <laughs> I'll get you. Down. Next time, Milo. And I stroked my head and walked out of the room. Barry <laughs> Cherkpecki, I wrote in, uh, 3.5 on being generous busters out of 5. I was entertained by the zombie action, but I wasn't terribly impressed by anything else. Last season's finale, in my opinion, handled flashbacks, dreams pretty well. This one, not so much. As always, Morgan is great. I love Jerry and the overall battle plan. But if I hear one more speech about working together, I'm going to smack someone with a, some stale Twizzlers. <laughs> 
Uh, P.S. Happy belated birthday, Jim. Oh, thanks, Mary. That was very yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, Michael sent. Well, thanks. Uh, Michael, yeah, they brought me an episode of The Walking Dead for my birthday. Wasn't that cool? Uh, Michael Santana, three underwhelming season premieres out of five. Nice to have the show back, but it just felt like it needed more. Love the podcast and the effort you guys put into it. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, Roger Austin, four. This may be the last time we see each other hugs out of five. I love how Rick and company went into action with a pretty well-thought-out plan and how Negan's confidence level dropped as the conversation went on. Lots of great tension. Looking forward to the various skirmishes until the big battle at the end of the season. Uh, Adam Fatah, I will give it three out of five T-Dogs. T-Dogs! A shout-out for T-Dog. Uh, it was underwhelming for season premiere in 100th Milestone episode. Why is Gregory still alive? I thought that Negan or Simon would have killed him. Uh, Tambono, three out of five Santa Ricks. <laughs> I'm really confused over the episode. Why are they wasting so much ammo? Why doesn't Maggie have a baby bump? Although uh, there was a lot of action, so many questions leave me a feeling unsatisfied. Uh, Ian Roswell, four, did Negan look outside of five? Whilst this, by, whilst this is by no means the best opener of a Walking Dead season, it was still thoroughly enjoyable. Maybe one of too many speeches and the people are right. Just shoot Negan. Uh, as a fan of the comic, I'm enjoying the show's symmetry with it. Uh, Rob Cook, four pairs of sh- pants out of five. I was expecting an evening of entertainment. A savage as a Metallica gig I went to on Sunday night, and I wasn't disappointed. Uh, the characters in action are so much better than in fear. Well, if you're just comparing it to fear, man, that's not fair. Yes. <laughs> um, nah. got, these guys are superheroes compared to their West Coast cousins. So who oh, thinks yeah. Deacon and Gabriel are the next bromance? Negriel <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 or Gibbon, perhaps? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I think you might have overthought that a little bit, dude. Uh, Richard <laughs> Chopper, <laughs> Cherry, Cherry, Yeah, either way. <laughs> either way, it didn't work out. Uh, 4.5, you can tell the parent show is back when your Buster rating is this far down the page. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, love the episode. I'm just so glad it's back. Massive improvement on fear, although it did, although it filled our summer. Uh, looking forward to seeing where all of our warheads do. Uh, all out warheads do. Uh, can't wait till next week. Uh, Jason Cluett, three. Damn it, is Carl really going to survive this out of five? Uh, Dislike the flash-forward dream sequence, whatever it turns out to be nonsense, but enjoyed the return of Badass Rick and the team-up of Carol, Daryl, Morgan, and Tara. I agree with most of the others, though. There's too much of an opportunity for Rick and company to shoot Negan, and Gregory is so much fun to hate. Uh, Christine Bowman, three out of five busters if I'm rating against other season premieres. Four out of five is a regular episode. I'm wondering if the showrunners made an even bigger mistake with how much of a downer last season was than they realized. Also, mm-hmm. do you think it's possible that Rick may die this season? He kept saying this isn't about me, and Michonne is telling Carl that protecting Alexandra is his show now. Are we gearing up for Carl to become the new group leader? Sorry this was so long. Uh, Brent Jones, three Daryl Dwight crossbow competitions out of five. Uh, For all the hype, it just missed the mark. They stay too true to the comics when they do stuff like have Negan walk out and give a speech, when in reality Rick would have ended him then. Uh, the show is at its best, in my opinion, when it attempts to stay realistic. I know this is a zombie show based on a comic with a damn t- goddamn tiger, but the stuff still needs to make some sense. <laughs> well put. And uh, if you would like to join our Facebook group, we'd love to have you. The Walking Dead TV Podcast is the name of it. It's on the Facebook, which is very popular with the young people. You can also link to Aaron Newworth's reviews of each episode of The Walking Dead at WeLiveEntertainment.com. He writes them every week. He goes a little more in-depth than he even does on the podcast on his thoughts of each episode, so check that out as well. Oh, and he also reviewed uh, 
Or did you also review Red? Oh no, I don't see it. Uh, he, put yeah, link, I, he put a link to it, right? You, uh, a link to Red Machete, but, but not a review. Thanks, for, yeah. thanks for mentioning the the review, though. Yeah, because I am writing for a new site, We Live Entertainment, as you mentioned, and it uh, uh, it that's a nice change. I was always happy with the young folks, but uh, you know, it's a nice new uh, outlet to put my uh, written reviews through, and uh, it's very easy to read. I, I'm liking the kind of the format so far, as far as checking it on mobile and stuff. It just it's nice. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. Well, Jim, thank you, as always, for reading the Buster Ratings. Again, if you want to be a part of the fun, please join the Facebook page. It is so simple. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for The Walking Dead TV Podcast, hit Join Group. We get you in very quickly, and you can leave your very own Buster Ratings for The Walking Dead. And if you choose to uh, torture yourself, the the Toby Ratings for Fear the Walking Dead, although uh, we have very high hopes for that show as well. So thanks, Jim, as always. All right, guys, any final uh, final thoughts on the first episode of Season 8? You feeling good? Feeling not so good? Don't know? I don't know. I'm worried now. You worried now? <laughs> you were I mean, worried. I mean, now you're I, worried. I may have been the most vocal about how I didn't really like this episode, but I would say I am excited to see where things go. Like, as much as I'm not always great on appreciating the setup when it's like, or this, you know, it's the season premiere and it's a lot of setup, but... It's got it's got to lead to something, right? <laughs> so, it's like... so if I didn't mention this episode was directed by Greg Nicotero, written by Scott Kimple. Next week's episode is called "The Damned," and we'll see where, where this takes us. All right, guys. Um, if nothing else, we can just wrap it up. Well, did you guys watch the uh, Talking Dead at all? Like all the or the any of the yeah, no, yeah, it's two hours. I stuck through it. I mean, I, I usually don't, but this is a, they brought a lot of old characters back, and it was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. Oh, oh, can I shout one thing out real quick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're in the New York area, uh, well, when this airs on Tuesday, the 24th, um, you can if you're around Manhattan, you can join me. I'm a guest on the Comic Book Club uh, podcast, which is on the Nerdist uh, Network, actually. Uh, oh, wow. You, it's located at the Pit Loft, and it's at 154th uh, West 29th Street. So you can come down and, and see me on stage uh, talking about I don't know what. And rapping? Well, I got to rap. I mean, <laughs> that's part of it. I mean, that's the deal. But uh, Are you, are you going to pop and lock it like you did in House Party 3? I might, but it's been a while, you know. Don't hurt yourself, man. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to throw out my hip or anything. But uh, but uh, I'll be doing some tricks or something. But uh, join me. Uh, it's from. It starts at eight. It's over at nine. I mean, it, it's a fun time. It's at a bar, so you can drink and watch. Uh, watch me on stage. So I'll probably be drinking while I'm on stage as well. That sounds like fun. If you need any yeah. protection or anything, let me know. If you need a bodyguard or something, let me know. Yeah, I come on you. down, man. I, That's I, it. You. I did send you a thing. Come yeah, on I got down. you. I got you. Yeah, I'll be around. I'll be, I, I, I work just over the bridge, so uh, we'll see if I can make it down there tomorrow. Cool, cool. Yeah, definitely, man. Sounds like fun. All right, guys. Let's uh, good again. Good having you back, Russ. So we can yeah. definitely wrap it up here and tell uh, everyone what you've been up to. So, Aaron, started with you. Uh, where else can our listeners see you and read your your reviews and all that kind of stuff? Uh, well, as Jim mentioned, uh, I'm writing my Walking Dead uh, reviews over at We Live Entertainment. You can also find some of my film reviews over there. Um, I host I co-host a podcast with my friend Abe, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, where we talk about the newest movie releases. But um, in October, we also do these special horror bonus episodes, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I mentioned this the week before um, that we just recently did a episode focused on Toby Hooper and George A. Romero uh, to 
great horror directors that passed away this year, George A. Romero in particular, there would be no Walking Dead without George A. Romero. So if you want to listen to us talk about all of his films and his filmography and his, you know, his, his influence on directors from years to come after that, that's a fun episode to listen to. It's on iTunes and everywhere else you can find our show. Um, and, yeah, what else? We talked about Geostorm this week as far as our main episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. A friend of mine used to drive a Geostorm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one, Jim. That's all right, man. And, uh, Car joke for you, Craig. I know. I'm, I'm thinking it, man. I'm thinking it. I see it's what a, you th- did. Three, three cylinder monster, man. That was a good one. Yeah, you're right. Ah. And actually, uh, Jim, you're going to be on our, our last uh, horror episode of the month. We're going to talk about horror remakes uh, this Pretty week. So that, should be, uh, that should be a fun one, too. And yeah. Excellent. Uh, I'm sorry, Daryl. Uh, yeah, uh, you can catch me uh, on Twitter at the Voice One Two Three, and you can check me out on other podcasts uh, on uh, on my own network, Taylor Network at uh, TaylorNetworkPodcast dot com. Uh, you can also check me out on other podcasts such as DCTV, and it's all connected where we record and uh, Retro Movie Geek, uh, which you can find as well. And we, can, we, and we can catch you outside tomorrow. How about that? And you catch me outside. You can catch me outside. <laughs> In New York City. How about that? Well, it'll be raining, so I might not catch you outside too long. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, how about you, sir? Uh, you can catch me right here, hhwlod.com, when we do It's All Connected every so often. We've uh, actually, for a variety of reasons, we've been kind of off for a couple months. But I think we're going to record an episode this week. Um, I think I think we're just going to pull together whoever can record because we need to catch up on the defenders and the Inhumans. <clears throat> um, well, I'm sorry. What, what was I, I didn't hear that. What was that? Yeah, I don't, I don't you mentioned. Myself, I'm sorry. Listen, you take the Yeah, is that one of those shows on us? Is that one of those shows on CBS Access? We got through fear. You can get through oh, Inhumans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can do it. It's not that many episodes. We yeah. Can do it. <laughs> There's a Thor movie coming. You can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that'll instead. that'll be coming up. Yeah, we'll definitely have an episode on on Thor, and then uh, you know, Runaways is about Punisher, to get started, and the Punisher, Punisher is coming. coming. So, uh, so yeah, we're I think we're kind of p- poised to be uh, back at it after uh, an unexpected hiatus. So check that out, and then check me out on uh, Gotham by Geeks with uh, Mr. Taylor, which is a lot of fun. Wow. That's right. That's um, right. Enjoy doing that. Me and Mike Myers and Chris Campbell and Mr. Taylor is a lot of fun. Excellent. Thank you. Jim? Uh, the same place you found this podcast, you can find the DCTV podcast. Uh, we cover all the shows except for Lucifer now, <laughs> uh, which we explained in the last episode, uh, <laughs> that are, uh, are from DC Comics properties. That's The Flash, Supergirl, uh, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Gotham. Uh, also, you can, at the Taylor Network of Podcasts, you can catch me and Daryl and Donnie Salvo on our weekly Nothing's On podcast, where we talk more generally about TV and movies. We've just dropped a new episode of that. And you can check out our newest experiment, Heavy Gigs in Seaside City. It's a role-playing game set in the 70s of action movies and TV shows. Uh, we turn it into a radio play. We put in uh, music, sound effects, uh, all kinds of fun stuff, radio, uh, ad, fake ad drop-ins, things like that. So check that out. It's also... <laughs> Also available at TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. 
Excellent. And if you want to hear me when I'm not talking about zombies, I'm the host of the Auto Chat Show, autochatshow.com, facebook.com slash autochatshow. Me and my co-host Teddy and various guests review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, anything automotive related we definitely uh, bring to the forefront. We just actually got done with a, with a huge press event uh, last week in, in upstate New York, so we'll be covering that on the next episode. Some just amazing cars we got to drive and some of the new hotness coming, uh, coming down the pike from the auto manufacturers. Uh, spoiler alert, AMG was there and um, actually, the new Alfa Romeos were there too. So, some really cool stuff coming um, coming from Germany, Italy, and of course, uh, some of the British cars. So, if you want to hear about some of the new new supercars, slash, actually, Teddy got, did get to drive the NSX, the new Acura NSX. So, that was a real treat for him. I got to like take a picture of him as he was driving off in it. That was about it. But you know, he's friends with the Honda guys, so that, that that's fine. I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not hating really or anything. But he got to drive the new NSX. If you want to hear about that, check us out on the Auto Chat Show. You'll have fun, believe me. All right, folks. Who wants to close it out tonight? So until there's no more room in hell and dead walk the earth, remember, feel the Walking Dead is over for now. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind that. You stay too. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. I just smiled at him and I turned the other cheek I really don't care, in fact I wish him well Cause I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell But I ain't never punched a tourist even if he deserved it And Amish with a two, you know that's unheard of I never wear buttons but I got a cool hat And my homies agree I really look good in black, fool If you come to visit you'll be bored to tears We haven't even paid the phone bill in 300 years But we ain't really quaint so please don't point and stare We're just technologically impaired There's no phone, no lights, no motor car Not a single luxury Like Robinson Crusoe It's as primitive as can be We've been spending most our lives Living in an Amish paradise We're just plain and simple guys Living in an Amish paradise There's no time for sin and vice Living in an Amish paradise We don't fight, we all play knives Living in an Amish paradise Hitching up the buggy, churning lots of butter Raise the barn on Monday, soon I'll raise another Think you're really righteous? Think you're pure in heart? Well, I know.